0: Hey, this is Tony Soprano, and you're listening to Jersey Boys Podcast with your hosts, Dave Sturcio and the Ernst Boys. I mean, I could give a shit about the Cowboys. We're in New Jersey. These guys got balls being Cowboys fans in Jersey. Anyways, enjoy. Well,
1: whatever. How about this, Cowboys? what's up everybody welcome to another episode of the jersey boys podcast right here on the chop sports podcast network your host of course Dave Starcher alongside nationally known comedian Brett Ernst and, of course, America's fan Keith Ernst. Fellas, another win for the Dallas Cowboys as they move to 6-2 and on the year. Um, I don't know about you guys. I had the utmost confidence going into this game. I had no doubts whatsoever that the Cowboys are going to win this game. And uh, I'm also the one, I'm me, who also texts the group saying they're wearing blue jerseys. I don't know about this. (laughs) Oh, 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 man. (laughs) Are you go back. Go up?
2: back and listen to my predictions. I I hit. I what hit every predictions.
1: <laughs> horrible. Um. So yeah. You're, so anyway. You don't
0: even remember what you say half the time, bro. What
1: are no, you me? talking about?
0: Oh.
2: <laughs> I said we were going to crescendo. I said Dak was going to have a great game. Ah. I said. I said we were going to win by double digits. Uh huh.
1: I mean, he's not wrong on any of those counts. So I guess uh, I guess I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm I can't. I can't. I
2: said Tony Pollard was going to rush for three touchdowns. I said he's going to have over 150 yards. So I was obviously close.
1: That's One of the bigger, uh, one of the big stories to come out of this one, obviously the Cowboys get the win 49, 29. It's kind of behind us already as you're listening to this midweek. But um, I will say that, I mean, there's not much, I, I don't want to get into the debate. I'm not going to debate you guys or even entertain the idea that there's a better running back in Dallas or whatever, because it's just, I don't know. It's just silly. Unless you're Pat Volkamer or whatever on chop sports, social media, bro. he's just something special, man. I, yeah. I, I don't, he actually hit me up on the side. And he's just like, Hey man, it's all in good fun. You know? Yeah. Oh like, no. He's a great guy, bro. He's oh, a great not, guy. He's I, I bet he mind. is. I bet that's he is. The he's a maniac. Yeah. Oh, he is. And, and that's it. He's yeah. a maniac. Um, He's been beating on the drum that, you know, the Cowboys should just move on from Ezekiel Elliott. Keith, when you look at this game as a whole, without Zeke and Pollard running the entire load outside of a couple of carries for Malik Davis, uh, how do you feel about Pollard, man?
0: Pollard was great, but it's not, was just a couple of carries for Malik. I mean, Pollard, I think Pollard only carried the ball 14 times. Mm-hmm. Malik Davis carried it eight times and he carried it very well. And that's what I'm just, that's my thing with him. He's like, are you going to apologize to me? That's what he texted me. <laughs> I'm like, for what? He's like, for what you know, for for you making you know making fun of me that I said Pollard is, I said you can't find anywhere where I said Pollard sucks. Pollard's great, he's awesome. You're the one putting Zeke down. I'm trying to tell you Zeke doesn't suck. Like he wants Zeke out. What I'm trying to say is a two back system is great, and I think that I mean look, Pollard could have had those runs if Zeke was there. Right. People are making it like, oh, it only happened because Zeke wasn't there. He only ran 14 times. And why are we doing this? Why are we pitting two people against each other? Why do fans do that?
1: Because they got to figure uh, something out to complain about. It's I mean, just, well,
0: it's, it's, it's fans
2: awful. fans don't do it. It's, it's the media, man. They do it no, all the time. The maniac
0: bro. does it. This is it, bro. <laughs> you don't understand. I'm tired of getting texts from Cowboy fans. When, when one person makes he sucks, get him out of there. He's horrible. He get him out of there. Oh, he's terrible. He's a like, wait, Starch does that all the time. Never mind.
1: <laughs> all I said in recent memory is that CeeDee Lamb should give the 88 back. <laughs> That's the only thing I've said. And I'm CeeDee Lamb scoring a beautiful touchdown over the weekend. <laughs> so, look, Lamb Lamb played his ass off. The whole offense played great. Um, I, I do want to question one thing, and it's about our, our beloved uh leader our, our captain of our team uh Dak Prescott he does play well he um he dude he was throwing the ball with some zip you guys can admit to that he looked like he was playing pretty well in the beginning of this by
2: uh, the way game. can I say something we don't have to admit to it when he does it he does it and when he doesn't he doesn't there's okay. no there's no side here. That's that's what I'm trying to say. If if Dak can keep this type of performance up and consistency then hell yeah man. Yeah, I mean, yeah.
1: dude. Well, I, listen, all I'm saying is this, that one pass before the half, which I thought really did like almost set us up for a complete failure, but good thing again, that we have the defense that we do right now. But that last pass before the half, were kind of like that 16 point swing. It was just a lot of points scored in a, a very short amount of time uh, for the bears. And that was a they're calling, they were calling it originally an ill-advised forced pass, but everything that I've watched, and I've watched Isaiah Stanback actually break this down on Cowboys Talk on .com, and it's clear, to, it's clear as day that CeeDee Lamb did the wrong thing here. So, I mean, like, yes, he didn't see Eddie Jackson. Eddie Jackson is an all-pro player, and he's really good, one of the better safeties in football. But, you know, let's not put it all on Dak. Dak threw it to where he was supposed to be. He just wasn't there.
2: Guys, I, I, you know what? Listen, I'm not on your boards. I'm not on any of that. Like, I don't know about the maniac and it seems like you, it seems like you guys are just projecting other fucking arguments (laughs) and, and shit that has nothing to do with what, what I, what I want to, what, what we should talk about as people as just coming into a blank slate and a conversation. I don't think that, I don't
0: think that was a bad point. Sturge brought up the the interception. I I didn't
2: say it was, um, that's not, that's not even what I'm saying. I'm saying is that like I'm saying you're you're projecting other arguments that you've had on other sports shows and 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 online into this conversation. Of course that was like when you said you gotta give it to that. That was that was obviously C D Lamb's fault. Instead, no, of no, I, up, instead of running up instead of running upfield, he 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 kept going on um on a slant. He should have gone upfield. No, but, but who's I, who's saying it's not?
0: No, no, oh, no, no. no. The, uh, I was, saying. bro. On initial, on uh, uh, what I'm saying is, what well, I think what Sturge was trying to say, from the initial view, it looked like Dak was trying to force it until it was Correct. replayed. I meant the play went so fast. Until you watched it and in, in, in replay, you saw it was not Dak's fault. I thought it was his fault at first. I'm like, what? first of all, it was a terrible play call. Yes. I meant, look, we didn't need to do that. I meant, mm-hmm. you know, we're, we're ahead enough. You know, we, it takes the bears seven, a seven minute drive to get down the field. And we were, I mean, I was looking at the the time of p- possession and for them to have a lot of their, their, their touchdown drives, they were long cause they run the ball. Right. You know, so I meant for us to like, Oh my God, panic and, 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 and throw that pass before the half. That was not a smart play call. At all, and so what I was you not do, happy What, with you, that
1: what you do in that scenario, what you do in that scenario, is that you run the ball first. If he seems to get a little momentum, then you can start going down the field and figuring things out. But you don't do that as the first play. Like you literally, like didn't even feel it out. He's just like, hey, "Here, I'm, I, we got to get back down it the field. We got to score points." Swing.
0: It was a momentum oh, 100%, 100%. swing. 100 percent, hundred percent. That was crazy because what, what you guys are forgetting. Remember what happened right before was the um the uh, what's it called the the uh, the digs interception that they called the uh, um personal foul on. Yes. Remember?
2: Yeah that 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 uh that cost us more. That was a bad call.
0: Would've, it would have been twenty eight seven with the ball, but instead they end up scoring on the next play. I believe it was the next play they scored on.
2: Yeah, dude, uh, they got, got like really ten way. points because of that fucking call. Yeah, that yeah. was that it was,
0: was a crazy. Big, I don't big know. It was a very big swing. I've seen worse calls. I've seen worse calls, but it wasn't a good call on the personal foul. Mm. That
1: they that uh, they made well, our player. What did they say? The helmet, uh, face mask, hit the helmet or whatever. I just thought okay, he went yeah. right to his chest. I don't know. Whatever. I'll, I'll, say, I'll
2: tell you, I have a conspiracy in my head.
1: No, okay? go on. I, I,
2: I'm. I'm. I think the NFL said, "Look, y- y- you know, Micah Parsons. I, I watch it constantly. Is constantly getting held. Constantly, blatantly, every almost every play. And I think the NFL is like, look, man.'" Go leaning on the holding calls, cause you know this guy's gonna, this guy's gonna break records, man. I mean, dude, I, I there was one right in front of the ref where I, I was watching the replay. The dude had his arm over his fucking neck. No, no they and they, we they grabbing they, his shoulder pad.
0: Yeah, bro, Fox is the one that pointed that out too. I mean, they 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 pointed that one. What you're talking about, they pointed it out. They're like, look, there's like no call there. The one yeah, you're talking about was awful.
1: It's getting bad. I mean, I, again, I don't know if it's the conspiracy theory of like trying not to let him shatter records, but I do feel like
2: I was joking about. I know, that. <laughs> I know, but I'm
1: saying like in reality though, you, what what is the explanation? Because the the NFL sure as shit doesn't have one. He could ruin and- the game, but it won't be an interesting game if they
0: don't. If they keep calling holding calls on 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 um Parsons, um then not on Parsons, but who's ever blocking Parsons then the game might not be a good game. You get what I'm saying? We'll just well, be boring teams shit. Up. <laughs> like forget that. Like I love I love mean, my I love my, I right
2: my brother's thing. back in my conspiracy. Now for the <laughs> I was joking and he's like, "No, nah, no, nah, dog."
1: <laughs> I feel like there's like a like I don't know, like a almost like an unsolved Mysteries theme song playing behind this right now like, "Well, what about this?" You know, exhibit A. But honestly, like it, it's getting to the point where it's like it's nauseating. And and every week Micah Parsons is also like retweeting everybody's like videos and stuff like, hey, dear NFL, like, hey, you see this one? Like it's every week and it's it's getting to the point where, you know, again, whether there's a competition committee saying we can't let the Cowboys just completely crush teams like this. But it was the Bears and they're statistically not very good at protecting fields. He's always running all over the place. But it, that brings me up to my next point. Um, now with we'll, we'll get into next week because there's a couple things I want to touch on for the first half of the season as we're kind of wrapping up the first half technically um but in reality are you still Keith are you are you still alarmed on the on the run defense man it's oh, like man, I, holy I am very, hell
0: very alarmed I, I do not look we knew what the bears were going to do and they did it yeah. they ran for 240 yards against us i believe it was i said um and we knew they were going to do it i mean it was uh look that parson's uh uh return for uh, a touchdown the fumble return was huge.
1: What a freak thing that was.
0: Yeah, that was a freak thing. But look, that was a momentum swing for us. But yeah, I mean, that is definitely our, our our soft spot. And I know we're at Green Bay's in a couple of weeks, but I'm telling you right now, and I texted you guys, Aaron Jones and and Dylan, A.J. Dylan, are no fucking joke, bro. I know. I'm I know. well aware. And, and the only thing on our side is Aaron Rodgers is making all that money where they're going to be like, no, Aaron Rodgers is going
1: to beat him. We don't need to run that much. And that's per- and that's been the bugaboo for the Packers. It to be has honest. been,
0: but they will run all over us if we do not fix this. And, and I don't know how to fix it. I don't. Um,
1: I don't Get know how to LB fix it. Maybe
0: either. I know Brett likes him. I think he, I still don't think he's playing that great. Maybe convert him to outside. I don't like him in the middle, man. I just don't. Well,
2: uh, again, if if there's ever going to be a question directed at me, Starch, maybe you don't see my face, so you don't think I'm here. Okay, you keep you keep asking my brother like 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 I'm a piece of shit. <laughs>
1: Um, maybe, maybe, most, uh, most, uh, Oh, whatever.
2: Uh, no, statistically. No, here, here we go. Um,
1: what I'm using Dynamite, dynamite job. Lonnie, yeah, there we go. <laughs> there he comes. He's coming. Whoa. Oh, wow. That was a good one. Now yeah, oh, a great point. No, seriously, that they, it doesn't get much more in depth than that, Brett. <laughs> Where'd he go? Where'd he go?
2: Well, let me ask uh, you this. Where, where were most is. of the, where were, where were most of the rushing yards? Right. I was looking at the stats. So, um, but right, I think Montgomery had fifty three, and then of Herbert. Field. Had
1: field on the scrambles and the design runs, quarterback runs. Okay, but
2: yeah. you guys don't understand something when you're in a man coverage. Look, okay. and and it is. Look, our, our rushing defense is our weak spot. Yeah, but okay. most of it was not okay. Most of it wasn't up the gut. It was it was it was off the tackles. I agree. Okay, yeah. so that's where Vander Esch is is it comes out of the picture. How, how far down are you going to scrape? And, and at the same time. Be in the middle, and then and then uh, make make it around to the corner.
0: All right, it's almost impossible. I'll answer, impossible. That. I'll answer so that question. It, All right, well, you're asking a question. You want us to stay? No, I'm on not. That.
2: I'm making a point.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> All,
2: All right. right. So with with Fields was again to contain a guy like Fields to be in man coverage to have a pass rush up field, and then and then you know, it, dude, look, man, it's hard to contain. I, I'm I'm not negating the fact that it is definitely our weakness. Right is is our rush defense, but at the same That's time,
0: it's,
2: yeah. But it, it's I'm not I'm not alarmed by it. it. It's a give and take.
0: I I just I do not and I, and look, man. I get the scraping part. I get all look. I I watched the highlights of that new um uh, the new Hawkins. What's his name again? Hankins, the new Raider. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, him clogging the hole. Of what Brett's talking about. Of them having to bounce to the outside or get around him. So that was a nice that was a nice addition. To us, but like I said, man, watching linebacker play all over the NFL and even in college, I was watching the Kent State and Ball State game last night, (laughs) just watching and playing the position, just watching quarterback, just watching linebackers when they see that hole and shoot that gap. I don't see that from him ever. Very, very rarely. I think I saw it maybe once in this game.
1: Um. And now, just just uh, again, we'll get more into the rest of the season as we go. But like looking at the schedule, right? This is the remaining schedule, and, and let me know if anybody jumps out at you as far as a running quarterback is concerned, because it seems to us that it's it's Jalen Hurts has hurt us, Daniel Jones has hurt us, and now Justin Fields has hurt us, right? Because he's a three running quarterbacks. So now, I would say Aaron Rodgers, no; Kirk Cousins, no; Daniel Jones on Thanksgiving, yeah, that's going to be a problem, right? The Colts with Sam Ellinger, we haven't really seen too much of him yet, but he he can run. He did run for Texas a lot. The Texans, Davis Mills, I have no idea what, he, you know, he's going to get murdered on Thursday. Um, and then you got Trevor Lawrence, who has the ability to run, but there's never any design runs for him. Then Jalen Hurts again, Ryan Tannehill. You would think it's Tannehill. If it's Malik Willis, forget it. Um, and then these closed the season with Tyler Heineke. Heineke. So you're looking at the, the, the schedule, and there's only a couple, a handful not even a handful uh, of quarterbacks of uh, designed running quarterbacks that we got to take care of. And I'm talking about interdivision games, which is going to be the biggest of games. If you think about it, like on the schedule that's left, you got to win all the division games. Um, but I think if they could figure that out, because most of the run, like I know the run defense, quote run defense has been bad, but it's basically been the majority of it is just not being able to contain the quarterback who has the ability to take off and go. So right. that's what it seems to be. So well that's,
2: that that that's the uh end result of having this type of press ru- uh pressure and pass rush that we have. So Correct. you know again if if we're in man coverage and I think Moose said it best when when fields took off that's when you're really at 11 on 11 football. Yes, hat right? on a hat. Yeah. It, it's really it's it's a really difficult thing when you have that type of quarterback to contain. I think overall I mean Jesus we beat them by 20 and we had five, what four sacks, five sacks.
1: Yeah, we took care of business as far as I mean, how many do we got, have any?
2: How many interceptions did we have?
1: I think just digs.
2: Okay, so oh, no,
1: digs, digs, and I believe there was one in the middle. I, I want to say there was another one in the middle, but I could be wrong. Right. All right, but anyway. So we
2: had we had four or five sacks, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we had we scored a touchdown on defense, we beat them by 20. That's a fucking, that's a success.
1: Hey, and if we had it. to like give it. up,
2: and, and again, 90, 60 of those yards are from the quarterback scrambling. Right. Right. So, you know, it, it, it and a lot of it was around the corner, you know. Um, you know, I'll, I'll tell you what we did do. We over pursued a lot, which that hurts us. Have but you guys I, mentioned- I, I, I don't want to take away from the aggressiveness of this defense, though, man. I fucking love it. Like, I, love I fucking th- love how we play ball.
1: I love the defense, too. Can you guys shed some light on the fact that as good as Trayvon Diggs is in coverage and his ball-hawking skills and 50-50 balls that he can come down to, this dude, and again, I'm this isn't like a, hey, let's bash the 6-2 Cowboys. I'm just trying to find out, like, what we can clean up in this bye week. It feels like Trayvon Diggs avoids contact at all costs. Has anybody else seen that besides me? Like, every no. time they run... Every time they run at him, go watch Trayvon he, Diggs. He made. A, I
0: did. He made a beautiful play in the game, actually, where he came up and helped. I remember once on the
1: run where he was reading. I understand, so, I mean, but I like don't... more times often than not, you got to watch this guy try to shed a block. It, it, it looks like a, a Jalen Smith esque type avoidance, honestly. And look, I'm not going to take away; he's one of the better corners in football. But Deion Sanders is the best cover corner in football. He couldn't tackle for shit. So you know what I mean like so? I'm no, not worried uh, about well, that. That, that. That's, a, that's a good.
0: Search. Wait, hold on. I want both of you. Then I want you. I want you to, I want you to look at Deion Sanders hits because that's another one where people they're they're automatically saying that. I, and me watching every Cowboy game in the '90s, he came up and hit Deion sometimes. He'd take people out. He'd go for their feet and he'd take them out. But I'm just saying this whole thing where he was scared to tackle all the time is bullshit. Anyways,
2: <laughs> yeah, there's a video Nobody. of him getting. There's a video of him taking on Bo Jackson, even though he got stiffed arm to the ground. Oh, <laughs> uh, right? <laughs> look, man, and it, it's it's always give and take. Like if you if you're gonna get a guy that, that you know takes chances at, at cornerback, that's the hardest position in football. Yeah, is, is corner. Yeah. It is a hundred percent. I agree. And dude, th- to to even be a shutdown quarter today and today's game without being able to even touch a receiver,
1: very, very, very you know. Yeah, no, you're yeah.
2: Right. But, right. But I mean I'm willing I I'm willing to I'm willing to compromise if 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 that's the case. I if Diggs wants to you know take risks, I mean he makes big plays too,
0: you know. I'm for you know, a lot a lot of those yards came from Herbert too from the Bears.
1: And he's uh, a bur- he's a burst of energy too, man. He is, he,
0: he is. So I meant saying everything came out the outside, that that's not exactly true. I mean he they had over 150 yards. Well, so no, what he's saying is 100.
1: outside. Is is most of Herbert's stuff was off tackle. It was not. It, up was, yeah, it was yeah,
0: sure. But I mean, he's he, you know, he's he's, yeah. he's bouncing outside. Well, dude,
1: they they big, that's the
2: weakness in our defense, right? Is uh, it's it's hard. Like you saw what 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 the Eagles were able to do with the um, not the option pass, Keith. What is it? When is RPO, it again?
1: RPO leg.
2: Yeah, with the boots, hmm. the bootlegs coming across the middle, going off tackle. You know, because we do over pursue because we're very aggressive. Right. But again, if I was a defensive coordinator, I don't want to lose that. I I, I I, would just say, hey, guys, you know, I would, you know, you got to coach it. But at the same time, instinctually, like, I'll tell you what was a fucking insane play. Re- and, and we're going to get back to the Micah Parsons, that fumble return.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: But you don't realize that he was in the face of the quarterback
0: yeah, I saw that
2: that. <laughs> that forced him to fucking throw. And then not only was he there to run down the receiver. Okay. i mean the, uh, the, the back or whoever had the ball.
1: Montgomery. Yeah.
2: Montgomery. He was, he was there to recover it. And then he ran all the way to the end zone.
1: Yeah. And, and By the way, heads up play by him, like whoever, or, or whoever was around him, like, yo, you weren't touched go, you know what I mean? And he was like, all right, go. Like, I don't know if he had the wherewithal to be like, I, I don't think I was touched. And then just take off. Because it might have been part of the celebration, I don't know. But he took it to the house. It's a great play. Um,
2: but but do you realize how infectious that is, right? Oh, so when 100%. you get when you get a player like this, this is going to change. It changes everything. When you get a guy playing like this with this type of hustle and this type of smart and this type of aggression on on any side of the ball, all right, it just bleeds into the other players. It, it, it it's almost like a group think mentality it, it is so contagious and and you're seeing it right now man you're seeing they're all playing this they way put out, they put beautiful. out a video
1: they put out a video on dot com or, or on one of their social medias of like every single player on the cowboys team congratulating michael parsons on returning it so yes it's a very big it's a big big I uh mean, team mentality right now it's really i would
0: say it. also that um look that that game. I know we're saying 20 points. It was an awesome win, but at one point it, it was a lot closer. It's sketchy. Yeah. I mean, if that, if, if they would have scored on that drive without the Parsons thing, I mean, that's 35-30. Yeah. Yeah. Mean, look, going we, into the fourth quarter, it's 35-30. So it's abs- what like it said, man. I mean, we still beat an NFL team by 20 points.
1: Yeah. And, yeah. That's, and, it,
0: and, and another thing people might not realize is in what I call now, every time they play the Bears, it's the unicorn game for me. Why is that? Oh yeah, of course. Yes.
1: My dad, you know, my dad, my dad actually mentioned it. He goes, you know, not for nothing. Every time you guys bring up the bears for three years now, or however long we've been doing this podcast, Keith brings up (laughs) the circus. (laughs) I was like, yeah, I was like, I I feel like every time I hear this story, it's so good. It feels like the first time I'm hearing The (laughs) unicorn game, but this is the most points
0: we ever scored against the bears. How about the history of our, of not a rivalry, but in the history of playing each other, most points, 49 points.
1: Yeah, cool. and 42 of it was on the offense. So the offense and, shows And I want that to say,
0: man, at the beginning of the year, watching the Bears and watching, Fields has turned the corner too. He's playing a lot better, man. I think he is. I think he's playing a lot. Dude, he threw that one touchdown, the one he had, I, I forgot who was covering, but right after the personal foul. And he threw that strike. It was like a deep out. I mean, he's, he's playing a lot better. I'm not saying he's, you know, pro bowl, all pro, but he's playing a lot better than he did in the beginning of the year. Yeah. A lot better than I thought he was going to be.
1: Yeah, hundred percent. And I think that um, you know it goes without saying. Um, I, I just like I, I just like I just like this entire team right now. And of course, six and two is a big deal, uh, Keith. Something you brought up in the text is something we'll do to put a bow on this Bears game, and let's give a game ball out. Um, let's give a game ball out to somebody on this game. Uh, we'll start with you, Keith. Actually, okay. start with Brett. So Brett can't duplicate anybody. Um, <laughs> so right. Brett, who's your game ball going to for the Bears game?
2: Um, you know, uh, the obvious choice would be Tony Pollard. But uh, sure. I'm going with Dak Prescott.
1: Okay. Okay. I like that. I like that a lot. Um, obviously, his, his numbers were, you know, they're not gaudy. But, again, he did exactly what he's supposed to do. Manage the game. Get the passes out. Get the right reads. Like, progressions. Hit C.D. Lamb. He did all the right things. And Dak Prescott gets himself another win uh, in his return. Keith?
0: I, I agree. I give it to Dak. And the I mean, we got, before that interception, four drives, four touchdowns. Right. I meant You got it. Yeah. But that's, that's what we want. Mm -hmm. You know, you gave, we get, you're giving, he gave the defense time to rest, especially after those long drives that the bears would score. We wouldn't go right out. He kept the ball going. He kept, you know, he kept the the play calling, whether there were audibles or not. I meant he just, yeah. So I definitely give, I, I give the game ball to Dak too, especially that's the best game. We've, we have not seen this Dak since early 2021 to me. Yeah. I don't really count that Eagles game because that was yeah, last
1: game of the year. Yeah, I don't either. Um I'm listen Trifecta. I had it written down. Dak Prescott gets my game ball too. So it's a three-way sweep. Oh, so so
2: when you guys agree with me, you're disagreeing, but I'm copying when when it's when I do it.
1: <laughs> yeah. How are, how's everything going, Brett? You all right, bro?
2: <laughs> of course. No, man, I feel I feel like uh I feel like disrespected because I'm not on video
1: that's your call, bro. It's like, all right, you know, it's, that's totally you. Um, that's, that's totally on you. I mean, I I know some of us don't wake up at 11 o'clock in the morning. Like you do. I don't know. (laughs) You had a late night. I'm sorry. Celebrating over 90 years of five-star high quality customer service, Richard Lucas Chevrolet and Subaru right there in Avenel, New Jersey is my go-to spot for all of my new and used vehicles. I myself decided to upgrade, and I went from a Chevy Equinox all the way up to a Chevy Blazer Rally Sport. It's not your average Blazer. This thing hauls ass. If I get that itch to go big, I'm going big with Richard Lucas Chevrolet, and I'm going to go with the 2022 Chevy Silverado 1500. It's got the all-star four-wheel drive package with a 2.7-liter engine. Check out their entire inventory online at richardlucaschevy.com or give them a call at 800-717-6944 and tell them Chop Sports Sturge sent you. Um. All right. So, well, why don't you? then Why don't you? Why aren't you on what
0: What's wrong? Is your phone I'm,
2: out? I'm not feeling good, man.
0: Oh. Okay. All right. Um, well, feel better. I will say. I, I will say though. I thought it was um, hard to get video at the blue. The blue oyster. <laughs> <laughs> it's the blue oyster. His studio. Isn't that the name Blue Oyster? What was the place from Police Academy? I forget. Oh. That far? Yeah,
1: all man. right I gotta I gotta ask you a question boys both of you uh this is for the ones on video and the ones not on video please answer the following uh Brett I'll start with you because I'm very curious if you monitored this yesterday the NFL trade deadline comes and goes right and the cowboys were starting to talk about the fact that they had something brewing and things were in motion and this that and a third and it all turns out to be Jerry Jones just getting everybody's pants wet and then turns out to be nothing are you okay with us not making any moves outside of the fact that, yes, we traded for Hankins, um, or Rankin, whatever the hell his name is, um, the defensive tackle prior to the deadline. But, like, deadline makes deals. The Cowboys don't make any. And then they wind up cutting Tristan Hill right after that. Are you uh, mad, upset, okay, indifferent? How do you feel about the Cowboys not, like, quote, going for it here?
2: Uh, I mean, in, unless it's a need that we really need. I mean, you know, now I'd be duplicating my brother because I saw his response on the Dallas Cowboy fan page about the receiver. <laughs> um, uh, no, we're fine, dude. We we got what we got. I meant, you know, unless we were hurting in in positions, I meant, you know, if we got a nice little run stopper, but just because it's doesn't mean something's there, you know. It's it's almost like you know, when when your wife goes shopping and she comes home, she goes, you know. You're not going to believe how much money I saved us, but she thinks saving money is buying something we don't need at a good price.
1: <laughs> Does yes. that make sense? Yes. Yes.
2: But in reality, it's like, you didn't save us anything. Um, there, there may be nothing there even though it was at a good price. So,
1: you know, you can see that entire bit, uh, on YouTube right now where Brett's newest special. That's one of my favorite scenes. <laughs> so yes, that's a very, uh, very good point. Um, yeah. so Keith, same question. I mean, look, I'm the one who said the Cowboys were in on Brandon Cooks, and it turns out that all reports were that he they were in on Brandon Cooks, and they couldn't get it done at the deadline. Um, so, what are you what are you thinking?
0: I, you know, it would have been nice. The only one I would have liked to see and just just bring him back and say, "Hey, look," and he reworks his contract is Cedric Wilson.
1: I was liking that too. Yeah, you know
0: what I mean. That would have been nice because he's he's not getting any looks or anything. He said, "Now that you're here, just let's let's you know, don't leave again. Now you know how good you had it." You have the system. You know, you know this system. You call how to bro. utilize you, unlike the dolphins. And that would have been nice. But otherwise, no. Maybe Roquan Smith, if we could have got him,
1: maybe. Does it does it a little like does it rub you the wrong way or disgust you the fact that Chase Claypool went for a second round pick and we got a fifth for Amari Cooper?
0: Um what well- yeah, a little bit. Yeah, because Amari's uh, you know twenty times better than Chase. So yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's just yeah, like, yeah. It just like this
1: goes to show you that it was a complete salary dump, and, and like they didn't care what they were getting. They like, did. You you yeah. could have gave him a bag of balls, and they would have been like, yeah, sure, that's fine. You know, let's well they do, had,
2: let's well they out. had to, they had to, they had to cover that loss, or Dallas would have had to cover it. Right. What do you mean? They're like, hey, w- we'll. They were probably like, you know, we'll pick up his contract
1: for Cooks or for us- Cooper.
2: No, for Cooper.
1: Well, no, for Cooper, it was a salary dump to the point where they're like, no Cleveland, you take it. Like we, we got out of that deal. So that that's why they did it. But
2: and I don't the, think Cleveland would have done the deal for a, a second round pick or a first round pick.
1: Mm, that's, that's my true. point.
0: But, yeah, but no, also, right. you know I mean, but also I would say that, uh, you know, let's, I know they're, they're, they're annoying and, and, you know, we've had our problems with them, Jones and all of them. And let's just trust them a little bit because, you know, I remember free agency, and you guys can go back to that. Look for the free agency episode which where, where Sturch is flipping out because we're not signing anyone. You, you know, you were very upset, Sturch, that we weren't signing people. And it's like you don't have to do anything.
1: I, I mean, just don't. the re- the reason no. why I get so upset is because I see what the teams that have won Super Bowls have done. You know, like the Rams went all in last year, got von Miller, got all these guys, yeah. got the pieces, True. signed but, Odell. But that's, that's not just always the feels case like they're though. all in and they were that's right not there. Always the case.
0: That's not always the case though like the Chiefs when they won they didn't go all in the the 49ers I'm mean, I'm sorry the uh the Eagles when they won that year they I mean they had, I mean, they didn't want to I mean the Chiefs brought uh, and they, that
1: year the Chiefs brought in Honey Badger you know what I mean so they they're doing things to solidify one yeah I mean but you could
0: always bring up Dante Fowler for us you know I mean and he's Yeah, you know, and I mean, he's had
1: himself a decent year so far but what yeah. I'm saying is like when you're right there and, uh, and I'm not saying like there's any pieces that we would necessarily like have to go get like you know like Brett said like let's not get somebody in the bargain basement just because they're cheap what I'm saying is we haven't had a receiver go over hundred yards yet, right? So, like, is there are we having a problem with somebody stretch the field? Because we right. obviously aren't, right? So why not entertain the cooks? And I believe they did, but there was other guys out there that why not you kick the tires on that shit? And look, the the rumors are still swirling about OBJ. And while I think he's not going to be ready till like November, December, or now we're in November, but I'm saying like middle middle of December, you might kick the tires on that, but he's been well, really I don't to- understand.
0: I'm gonna I'm gonna well, I'm
1: gonna I'm
0: gonna have Brett Anger right now, okay. Uh-oh. Okay, who cares about a hundred yard receiver? I oh, mean like what, I said you know, we scored is, four. The point is if you're not doing almost unstoppable if you're, un, unstoppable this if you're not
1: doing it, Keith, if you're not bringing in yeah. 100 yard receivers, that just goes to show you that you're one dimensional is what I'm saying no, well, it, sir, what? Can, can, I,
2: can can I make another point here? Sure um that you're overlooking is if you bring a receiver in say or there, there are certain positions that if you're bringing them in eight games in, it's a waste because it's going to take sure. them 3 to 4 weeks to learn the system and then you know they it's not i mean they could go in and run basic routes but yeah, everybody I'm knows saying route is, yeah now if if you know defensive players are a little different right like if you bring in an edge rusher he doesn't need to learn the fucking defense <laughs> he just goes right. you understand yeah. you bring in a guy that 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 you know that we brought him from the raiders he's just there to fill the gaps it's all mm-hmm. he does yeah right yeah, it's it basic looks- shit you're bringing in a a receiver or or a quarterback or something, it's it's a waste of time. Now, if you bring him in like maybe the second game of the season, it may make sense. But if you're in game eight, you got to give him at least what, let's say four weeks to really learn that system, which he'd probably be familiar with. So, you know, that's and that's on that's on a small end. So you know it, it, if you're looking at it at this time it, it may even be a waste even if a receiver is there if, unless you want him for next year who the
0: fuck knows Yeah but to, but you also you look know. at well, I would say uh, Amari Cooper goes against all that cuz he he filled in right away man
1: I mean he didn't it, it took him 2 weeks he, he, I know he scored yeah, on his I mean, first but he, game but, he, but, it, but really, when,
0: it took him maybe When when, when did he get with Cleveland though no, I'm not I don't know. I'm not talking no, he's about, talking about when
1: we acquired him with Dallas. When we got him, oh, oh, oh yeah, on, yeah. yeah.
0: To shit. And then when I mean he, he scored, up.
1: I think he scored on his first game against the Titans on a yeah, nice. Remember that? Yeah, and we lost yeah that I game. do remember that. We're but then like it. it took him a little while to get going. And while I understand, look, the, the bottom line is this. Brandon Cooks was guaranteed $18 million next year. We just traded away a guy that was making 20. So, therefore, that was never going to work. So, clearly, the Joneses were like, yeah, we're in on you, but you got to restructure. And he was probably like, nah. And then it was like, all right, fine. Then you can stay there and rot in Houston. And then he goes out and puts out a tweet like, oh, these motherfuckers. You know, just mad that he wasn't traded. Was that towards us or Houston? No, no, no. no, That was definitely towards the Texans. Like, he's just pissed off that the Texans wouldn't deal him anywhere because the compensation wasn't enough. And I think that maybe Dallas said – We'll give you three, but you got to eat ten of the eighteen. Well, you know, what but I'm the like market, like
2: that. but the market dictates it. So he should get it.
0: <laughs> look, I'm all good. I'm saying is I'm glad we didn't do anything. I'm fine with it. Um, we don't need anything. I think our offense and look, not having a hundred yard receiver. Yeah, we've had our, our 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 starting quarterback only for two full games. That's it. I mean, he didn't yeah. finish the Tampa game. I'll give him. You know, we'll just say that. But I'm just saying though. So I mean, we've we've been doing pretty well with with our weapons that we have, and I don't think we need we got to screw that up by bringing anything in right now.
2: Again, though, if 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 I'm more if that can keep this up and, and be consistent like an elite quarterback should be, dude, I don't see i i there's not many teams that I mean Buffalo to me is it looks like the most complete team I've seen, right? Well,
1: if you guys want, I I know the nerds are out there and they might actually like this, uh, but there's a stat. That's called DVOA. And it's uh it's basically measures both offense and defense as far as what um it's like adjusted line yardage, adjusted points, blah, blah, blah. It's all bullshit, but it, it, in reality it does determine what a complete team is. Like right now, the Giants in DVOA is actually towards the bottom of the league, which means like they might be six and two, but they're a kind of a shitty six and two. Like they're not actually, and we've seen it. They've had them take it to the fourth quarter to come back and win all these games, right? So they're always down, right? The most complete teams right now are the two top teams in in the conferences. Right now, in adjusted DVOA, the Eagles are on top of the offense at third and defense at second, and then the Bills are fourth, and the Bills are fourth in defense. So those are the two most complete teams. Coming in at third, though, with as close as DVOA, believe it or not, is the Dallas Cowboys. So power rankings aside, DVOA aside, it seems to me that people are finally starting to catch on to the fact that, If they can run the ball and Dak Prescott plays mistake free and the defense plays the way they are, who is stopping the Cowboys this year, Brett?
2: Well, I'm telling you it's, it's all on Dak. And again, if he Uh, can play like this, getting four drives in a row, as opposed to three and outs, right. Yeah. You know, um, it's, it's very important that, I mean, he is the key man. And we paid all this money for him. And now it's time for him. You know, it's weird. It's like, he's the key to it, but all the pressure shouldn't be on him. If it's that unfortunate makes sense,
1: because you can't have both, right? You're like the pressure well, but, is on,
2: but, him. but you, but you can though, right? Like in other words, he just has to do his job and, and do it, you know, the way he did it against the bears, man. Yeah. And so,
1: uh, Oh,
2: no, cool. no, it's, 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 it, 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 I'm done.
0: Okay. So this is what impressed me in the bears game the most. I'm giving it to Dak Prescott, obviously, but when the bears pulled in, uh, I want to say within, um, was it, 13 points they mm-hmm. were at one point? In the yeah, it was 28-7, to seven
1: and then it was like 28 No, I meant in the
0: fourth quarter they pulled oh, within okay. 13. And we get the ball back, okay? And now I was worried because I'm like, oh, here we go. Now we're going to have to – we can't go three and out. There comes right? the impending three and out, right? Yeah, right? Now it's going to go back. Listen to this. And this does not sound like our team at all when Dak's quarterback. Here's the drive. Tony Pollard, right guard, first play. Tony Pollard, up the middle, third play. I'm sorry, second play, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tony Tony Pollard, right tackle, third play. A Malik Davis, right end, seven yards. Tony Pollard, left end, 54 yards, touchdown. We ran every single five times. That is not the Dallas Cowboys from last year.
1: Yeah, if you would have blindfolded me and told me that there was a blank slate and just ran off five plays, I would tell you no way. That's the Cowboys. No way. Especially
0: when we're down, there's still enough time for them to come back in the game, Mm -hmm. and they're only we're only up by 13. We didn't panic. You get what I'm saying? We weren't like okay, we got to score it. You know, oh, we got no. So that's what I that is what I like to see right there.
1: Yeah, yeah, I agree. And, And like I said, the Cowboys do eventually run away with it. 6-2 Six and two now, uh, half game. I guess a, I guess a full game really. I mean, the, the Eagles are seven and zero. Oh. This is maybe a game and a half really with the win over them. But the Giants also fell uh, on Sunday, so that's a good thing for the Cowboys. The Cowboys move up to second place by default. We had the win over them, and of course, the Washington Commanders. Believe it or not, who by the way today announced that Daniel Snyder was selling the team. That's a fucking relief. Um, so that's that's fun over there in Washington. But they're four and four all of a sudden. So with Tyler Haneke, watch out because those One guys are his- scrappy. And I, I, texted you guys this, and no one really responded. I if, would never do that to you, Keith. What happened? Yeah, what did I? What Are right, you guys? Whatever.
0: <laughs> if, if Washington wins this weekend, every single team in the NFC East has a playoff spot. That's <laughs> fucking crazy. It if is. If Washington nuts. wins this weekend, every single team that they people said was the shittiest division. So basically, every, four, and, and that's never happened, I think, in the NFL.
1: Well, there's never been seven teams either, other than last year. Yeah, but, but I'm just
0: saying. Yeah, but regardless, we'd be the first where all four teams. We're yeah, so it would be on. four
1: division winners, three wild cards. All three wild cards being the second, third, and fourth yeah. place team in the NFCs. Look, it's it's very possible. All right, we've seen what the Washington Commanders can do um, as far as on the defensive side of things. Offensive, they, they might get better with Heineke. I think Wentz is the worst quarterback in football. To be honest with you, so that's just yeah. um, hard to argue. Yeah, no, it's very. It's like find me a worse one. Uh, find me a guy who's lost three jobs in fucking three for seven years. Um, I can.
2: He's playing for Minnesota.
1: Who? (laughs)
2: What's his name? The quarterback from
1: Minnesota. Cousins only lost a job in Washington. That was it.
2: But I'm saying, remember how bad everybody shit on him for now? He's playing Minnesota's playing really good too, man.
1: Minnesota, listen, believe it or not, again, with this whole analytics bullshit, they're not looking that great on paper, but they're getting the job done. They're not. Also, I hate to tell
2: you, though, the, the analytics means
1: nothing. bro. I listen. I agree with you. I've never been an analytics guy ever, but I'm starting to look at some of these uh, some of these teams. And I want to know how complete these teams are. Like, it's one thing for like, all right, just say like the Giants win on six walk off field goals. Right. You're thinking to yourself. All right. That means they were fucking down the entire time. You know what I mean? Like, yes. All right. So they show grit and they win a game. That's. You know, you know when's the biggest stat but i'm saying when it, i hosted when challenge.
2: i when i hosted that uh charity event for joe tory and 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 the dodgers mm-hmm. and you know I, I was running their panel and i was asking them questions they said uh, point blank, that you know this statistics kind of ruin the game and um it's the intangibles that that really make a team right like like for instance, look at Rocky Marciano. On paper, there's no way you'd say that guy would go fifty-two and zero. Um, now, and in sports, it's, you know, taking baseball, how
1: many, how many punches landed? How many punches thrown? <laughs> you know, yeah, well, like who, who cares? cares? Right,
2: <laughs> right. Like even in baseball, man, you know, you strike out seventy-five percent of the time, you're in the Hall of Fame.
1: It's right? baseball different. I think baseball has way gone well, it, way it above is, and beyond as far as like, it, it
2: is and it it is and it isn't and and. Here's where it's to say, okay, in professional sports, the other team is gonna win sometimes, right, on the field,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and and it's the outcome that matters, of right? Course. And sometimes you bait them, right? Like like when we were talking about, we ran seven times, all right. If they're so now, you're thinking, okay, we're supposed to run statistically here, but now the defense knows that, so they're gonna play run. So maybe we should pass. And then what happens is they, they pass and say, we dropped the ball. We're like, why didn't they fucking run? Right. Because statistically, yeah. they're supposed to run. That's what tendencies show. Right. There's something in the game when, when you're a player. It's like comedy, man. You know, when you're on stage and you're, you're doing bits or you're performing in front of certain types of crowds that you you don't think a bit should go over on paper, but it does. You have to feel it out and, and you have to be in the moment.
1: I was just going to, I that you know, it's kind of like, in relations to you being the quarterback of your own standup and I'm talking about like Dak Prescott, you know, and changing the play, have you ever like been in front of a standup in front of a crowd and you you knew what you were gonna do going into it, but like you felt like the next joke's not gonna hit, so let's skip right over it.
2: Um, no, because I, I don't I'm not or, I don't plan anything, right? but no. I'll be in the moment and no and I do do that. like sometimes like if I'm in a bit and there's a part that I know sometimes could could pull him back.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: i'll just skip it to keep the flow going
1: gotcha okay so you yeah. call an audible all right i like it yeah
2: you, right. you do it in the moment
1: yeah of course all right so before we get out of here obviously next week we'll preview the packers game because i mean this we got to buy this week it's a nice week to just relax and decompress and get this see how the rest of the nfc's plays out uh, i believe the giants are actually on a buy too um but now what i want to do before we get out of here And you can't say Micah Parsons, which makes this more difficult. Who is, Keith, I'll start with you. Who is your first half of the season most valuable player on this Dallas Cowboys team? And it's not, you can't say Micah Parsons because that's clearly the clear-cut, obvious answer that everybody and their mother would give. Especially your your, your Keith's mom, too.
0: I know. Um, (laughs) uh, I would say Micah Parsons. (laughs) Go ahead, Brad.
2: (laughs) I mean, what? Why would you? What, that's that's like ridiculous. That's why would you, you take I mean, them I'm out? I'm
1: just trying to make us think outside the so, box a little bit. Oh, I, I mean, like, I,
2: why don't you just say other than
0: Michael? Parsons? who it's not? I just
1: said other than Michael Parsons. I'll, I'll tell you who it's not. It's not LVE. <laughs> I'll
0: tell you that much. <laughs> I'll go with. You know who I'm gonna go with? Who are you gonna go with? I'm gonna go with. I know you're gonna go crazy. I know people listen. Like, is you? Are you fucking kidding me? But just expectation wise. Okay. What I expected and it didn't happen at all. And the reason I'm saying this is DeMarcus Lawrence is playing great. I knew he would. He's up to my expectations. Everybody's up to my expectations except for one player, and it's Brett Marr.
1: And he's exceeding all expectations. dude.
0: He's exceeded my expectations beyond belief. Now, I, I, now if I'm going to get rid of a – if I have to get rid of a player, obviously, you know, it, it would be Brett Marr. I mean, it would be the kicker, but I'm just saying, <laughs> if you're asking me – who my MVP? That's how I base my MVP is on the player that has completely exceeded my expectations, which Micah has too. But I'm not allowed to choose him. <laughs> yeah, because uh, you know the bro, rules and stuff.
2: That's a great pick, man. Um, I, I, was yeah, I was going with say
0: Brian Anger, the punter, but I mean shit. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh,
2: in my opinion, right now, and and he's an unsung hero. And you know we're not even discussing. We even forgot that Tyron Smith might be coming back. But uh what's his name? Smith. The other Smith, the, other the Smith, rookie. Tyler bro. Smith. Tyler Smith, man. Uh That's no, I'm good. saying Tyron Smith is coming back.
1: Yes, and you're yeah. talking like about Tyler might... being the MVP.
2: I'm talking about Tyler, man. This yeah. kid is a rookie, bro. And 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 our offensive line has been playing fucking phenomenal. And and you know, that kid was just thrown into the fire and and if if I were to give an MVP right now other than Michael Parsons, it would definitely be that kid. Unsung yeah. hero.
1: I I like that. I like that, too. I like that a lot, too. I like that a lot, too. Now, obviously, um, you know. I think Keith's mom. Okay. A a solid performance each each and every week. So it's not like there's much for debate. And she's definitely exceeding all expectations. (laughs) So so, um, I will say, since I I edit the show and I kind of run the show um, and I kind of host the show, too, I'm going to pick more than one guy. (laughs) So um, I'm going to say the entire tight end room. Are, are, are the unsung heroes? Dude, of Dude,
2: stop! Just because she made a new friend, yeah, you're you're you you're always on the tight end, on the tight
1: end room. But tell yeah. me, tell me I'm wrong. Tell me how this tight end room has not collectively done a fantastic job.
0: Well, no, they have done a good job. I okay. would say,
1: I'd say, yeah, except for that Sean McKean guy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going to choose a different MVP because, uh, considering I can't do the tight end room. Well, um, and I'll do the
2: offensive line if you're doing the whole tight end room.
1: And I'm doing All the right. kickoff
0: team, just the whole kickoff team. <laughs> no,
2: I, I like. Listen, I like. I like their camaraderie. I really do. I yeah, do no, too, man. man.
1: I, I do know. too. But if I'm going to give a, a, a an actual MVP, and I, I did do the tight end bit to just get you guys going, and clearly hook, line, and say No, it. you did it. I know how you I, are, man. Did. I, I you're such a count. passionate I guy down right here. You're such a tight end.
2: You're such a giddy. Nah, the, the tight ends. Come on, nobody plays better. You kidding me?
1: Oh my god! Fuck Jason
2: right. Witten. <laughs> fuck. Fuck Billy Joe Dupree. <laughs> fuck. Fuck Doug Cosby and Jay Novacek. This tight end room is fucking unbelievable. Come on. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, outside of Micah Parsons, the tight end room, the offensive line, and the kickoff team, I'm officially giving my MVP to Trayvon Diggs. I think that this guy has caught a lot of shit over the uh, over the last year. After a year that he r- racked up 10-plus interceptions, they're always talking about, oh, he gives up the big play, gives up a lot of yards. Bro, he's on lockdown right now, and it seems to me that we have ourselves a cornerback that's in the conversation to be one of the best in the league, and not for nothing, it seems to me that the quarterbacks – Are starting to look off him. You know what I mean? Like they might not want to go over there because of any 50-50 ball, he's coming down. And I think Trayvon Diggs is out again. Parsons is all over the place because he plays a hybrid role. But Trayvon Diggs has locked down one side of the field every time he's out there. So that's gotta be that's you know, that's
2: that's again, that's you, that's you reading these fucking chat rooms and shit that you're in, man. Cause I don't know anybody that's not saying that
1: you would be surprised is, how many people are saying, well, he still gives up a ton of yards. Like, all right, shut up. And this, this year he hasn't. And no, I'm no, saying, no, I I
2: see what you know. I've seen
0: those comments.
1: Yeah, so, I mean, in yeah. in, in, in defense of that, I'm, I'm backing up Trayvon Diggs for the first half of the season. There one
0: play in the Bears game where he baited uh, Fields. Do you remember that one where he kind of yeah. ran up and he let yeah. those go behind him? <laughs> it's fucking that great. Awesome.
2: Dude, they're, they're By the crazy. way, if you're going to do the tight end room, let, let's, let's do an honorable mention for our fucking safety room, bro.
1: Absolutely, hundred percent. Those
2: guys are fucking great, man. And why? while we're on safety, why don't we give the linebackers? <laughs> they're
1: just gonna give the whole fucking team an MVP. No,
2: listen, man. I am really, I have, I have not been this excited about this team, man, in so long.
1: Oh, the just, little, the, little. Just,
2: <laughs> just the way they're playing, man. That's why I keep sending you guys the uh, '80s Cowboys defense. It's what it reminds me of
1: at three in the fucking morning. <laughs> Every time I'm like, oh, why are you God. up
0: to yet? <laughs> I, what? Why haven't you watched it yet He sends it at like 3 in the morning <laughs>
1: right, Like I'm not in my 4th dream already
2: <laughs> like, Well fucking at least watch it During the fucking day you man see,
1: You see Landry on how he does this shit I'm like I wake up I'm like what the f-? fuck is he talking about because oh, i'm an
2: insomniac and i just go on once to
1: I, uh listen once i do clear the cobwebs and wake up and start my day i do watch the video with my cup of coffee i do so it's not like they don't go notice and by that time i feel like it's already the moment but past. if
2: you notice the way that if you notice the way that team plays man how aggressive he was and yeah. but you know th- that's that's exactly how i'm feeling about this defense i fucking love this is my favorite defense in since i would say early 90s i i fucking loved it
1: I mean, there's really nothing not to love right now. I mean, honestly, it, it, like outside of the run defense, which I'm sure it's mostly schematic. It needs, Yeah. It's yeah. Schematic. So outside of Dan Quinn, just kind of shoring up a, a couple things. It's like, this is the best defense in football. And it, it's, it's, I can't say that it's close because at first we're like, well, Tampa. And it's like, nah, eh, not really. I mean, like they've been had and then Buffalo. Yeah. They're playing great. And then Philly's playing good too. But overall, like. From top to bottom, from from the nose tackle all the way back to the safety, like everybody in between. The, the Cowboys are playing great right now, and the Cowboys' defense is the reason for it. So let's
2: do yeah. a hypothetical. What if What if Dallas goes to the Super Bowl? We play Buffalo, okay?
1: Trayvon Diggs D- picked off his brother.
2: Yeah, digs off digs on digs, dude. Has that
0: Diggs ever happened?
1: I don't know. There's no shot. No you know, shot. It'd be a great weird? story. You know what
0: that would remind me of.
1: The, uh, the unicorn beat. game. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Pittsburgh, we played, we lost to Pittsburgh twice in the 70s and played them in the 90s and beat Pittsburgh. And we beat Buffalo twice in the 90s and we'd be playing Buffalo later. So if history would repeat itself, we'd lose to Buffalo.
1: Okay. Well, I don't want to talk about losing the Super Bowl.
2: Or oh, what if I, Buffalo, what if Philly plays Buffalo? And then Philly can claim to be the only NFC East team to lose to Buffalo. That's right.
1: Yeah. That'd be awesome. <laughs> that would be Do cool. you realize
2: Thursday I'm going to be in Philly area and
0: the fucking Phillies and the Eagles are all playing?
1: And they're all in Houston.
0: <laughs> they're all away.
1: Oh, that's true. Yeah.
0: Oh, here's something weird. How about this? And I never knew this, Brett. Do you know the the Eagles, the Philadelphia Eagles never have never lost, never lost to a Houston team. They never lost to the Houston Oilers ever once. Nope. They lost to them when they became Tennessee Oilers, but not the Houston Oilers, and they never lost to the Houston Texans. They have never lost to either of them.
1: And you remember the You're first scared. game with the Houston Texans of their inception? <laughs> of course, we remember that game. Oh God, yeah. That oh cool. God, was that a fucking? I remember, dude. I, I never like. Obviously, it's different now because I'm I'm an adult and I can like get mad in front of my dad and he still kind of looks at me sideways like what the fuck's wrong with you you know but like back then when i got mad and my grandma was present he's like stop yelling in front of your grandma <laughs> like i was so <laughs> mad that you know guy, what's dude. crazy
0: about that, that 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 early 2000s was such a waste of a great defense man
1: that Their defense win, was dexter so Cokley.
0: damn
1: good bro I, I i the only person in in probably the country who had a dexter coakley jersey
0: <laughs> dude, uh, dude that, uh, that freaking even Leroy glover i meant. What's, I mean, all those guys, man. I mean, it's a shame that we didn't have an offense then. It really, was. I
1: mean, we did have Quincy Carter and he was, I know, uh, was Chad Hutchinson. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Clint Stoner, who, by the way, has uh, surfaced on Twitter. He talks a lot of shit.
0: <laughs> Ryan Leaf. Did you know Ryan yeah. Leaf is, is he's, he's doing Thursday night games now. I listened, to, I was listening to him on the, on the radio. He's actually doing football games. I'm like, I thought he was in jail for, who? <laughs> no, he's I'm actually, serious. Re- he's a recovering because He clowns himself about it when he's talking.
1: Yeah, he, he's a recovering guy. Like I, 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 I did see that he has like, a How he I get this
0: stuff. job? <laughs>
1: <You're> right. <laughs> the right. Because
0: I looked him up on Wikipedia. He has, like, every arrest you can think of. Burglary, domestic violence, all this shit. <laughs> and he's sitting there hosting. He's Hello, everybody. I'm
1: Ryan Lee <laughs> here for Thursday Night Football. It's like, what the fuck? How did he get that job? <laughs> oh, my God. Anyway, all right. We'll be back next week. We got uh, the Packers coming up. Obviously, they got the Detroit Lions. So let's see how they fare uh, in Detroit. Uh, so we'll see if we're playing a three and six dead in the water Packer team or a four and five angry bunch who are trying to make a uh, secondary surge in the NFC North. Wait, so, who,
2: who do the pack? Who who the Packers play this? Detroit. Week?
1: Detroit in Detroit.
2: Well, oh, let's so. uh, they got to win. Let's hope they win.
1: Packers and, are gonna kill
2: them. Aaron Rodgers, uh, by the he way, how Aaron good They
0: got the thirty second ranked rush defense. They're, they better just. I mean, I don't want them to do anything, but if they just run the ball, they're fine.
2: I hope we. I hope we. Yeah. I hope we fucking destroy them i i we'll get into it
1: next week yeah i can't i know you you and me both trust me i I have a guy that i see every day my business partner is the biggest packer fan actually owns stake in the packers um so yeah so because you know they're they're publicly traded or whatever because they can't find a real owner so they just let the fans buy them (laughs) so that's. it's kind of like
2: those it's kind of like those people that own a star (laughs) you know what i mean (laughs) You know what I'm talking about they, they yeah, buy yeah, yeah. a star that's registered under their name. Oh, that's a, oh, you want to buy a whole constellation? We can give you a discount. Yeah. <laughs> that's exactly how the Packer owners are. Those the, the fans. Yeah, no, I own a piece of them. Really, yeah, they
1: got they got a from Sheboygan from. Uh, <laughs> Sheboygan you, ever see, you ever see where you
2: can buy a piece of land <laughs> in Scotland and become a, a baron or whatever it is a title? <laughs> it's that same fucking scam. They all got scammed.
1: So they all got a piece of paper hanging up in their in they're on their fridge right now, like yeah. one point, two point percent owner of the Green Bay Packers. <laughs> oh my god! All right, we'll get into the Packers next week for Dave Sturcio, Brett, and Keith Thurds. This has been another episode of the Jersey Boys Podcast. We'll see you guys next week. How about them? one, yeah! Roger? He's going long
2: down the near sideline for Drew Pearson. Pearson makes the catch at the five touchdown. What you believe in? Stull by. hit Pearson. On a 50-yard touchdown! Run Zeke, up the middle, he's gone! Zeke's gone, goodbye Zeke! Touchdown! Short yardage pinched in, the dogs got out, the Cowboys are gonna steal!